The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. Roster brought to you by the DJ and Dance. Our March Madness bankroll contest is back. Free to enter, and it's $1,000 in cash and prizes up for grabs. Plus, we've got the first half under bingo contest. Enter both contests exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, March 16th, currently 11-13 on the East Coast. Here to dig into the NBA schedule here on Thursday. But joining me to help me break it down on this Thursday episode, you guys know him as the newest voice on the NBA Gambling Podcast. The man's been grinding. It's Delonte Smith. Delonte, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? Uh, not not much. Just uh, ready to get into this card. Uh, hopefully, you have a better day than yesterday. You didn't do well yesterday, so looking to bounce back. Yeah, yesterday pod picks. I think we went one and three. Um, my lock did hit on the over in the Clippers and the Warriors game. Oh, yeah. um, and then I had Jabari Smith double double, but uh, it made me nervous. Giving or not giving it out, but at least when I saw Shingun got ruled in, I knew that it was going to take a little bit of a a little bit of a hit, just because Shingun now in the Rockets' offense, you know, he commands the ball a lot more. Yeah. But it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, turned out to be a pretty good night in the association last night, uh, as far as games went. Um, I think the game of the night for me was probably. That Sixers in the the Cavs game, man, that was a that was a fun game to watch last night. Joel Embiid, another impressive in a performance, thirty six points last night. Uh, he chipped in with what eighteen more rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Harden had twenty eight points last night, twelve assists, three steals in that game. And don't look now, but all of a sudden, as of this morning, Joel Embiid is now the odds on uh, favorite to win MVP. Delonte. Yeah, man. Uh, I was seeing Joker's numbers like as the win streak was in. I mean, as the losing streak was increasing and the the win streak for the the Sixers was increasing, they just the odds kept reflecting that in the market. Um, I feel bad for some people. Like I know some people who well, I don't know them personally, but I've seen people who like laid like two fifty, three hundred for for Joker to win MVP, and that was just outrageous to do with so yeah. much time left in the season. Um, it's just kind of like up in the air, I guess. You know the it seems like nobody likes Joker, um, and everybody just is rooting for rooting against him. So that that might be playing a part in it. Uh, I mean, I really don't. I think it could go either way. I mean, NBA's having an incredible year, but I mean, what Joker's doing on the best team in NBA is is like phenomenal, also. Um, and he's in a tougher conference, uh, I think. So, I mean, I guess you can't go wrong with either guy. But we all know that the NBA awards are pretty much narrative driven, so. You know, the big narrative was Embiid last year, you know, before he got hurt, should have won it or was on his way to winning it. And then, you know, the injuries happened. So, yeah, I mean, it's still a lot of time left. 15, I think it was like 15, 14, 15 games or something like that. So, I mean, it's still time. I mean, uh, the the Nuggets are reeling right now. But if they get back on track, which they probably will tonight, um, I think some of that 
I guess it'll basically even out over the uh, course of the next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, I know me and uh, Terrell talked about it yesterday, but um, Joker yesterday was minus 125 to win. Yeah, I heard you guys yesterday. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and after, like we mentioned, what Joel Embiid did yesterday, he now is the odds-on favorite to win MVP. But um, anything else that stuck out to you last night? I think that was the game of the night for me. I, I didn't understand why AD sat last night when he only played 33 minutes against the Pelicans. Yeah, um, I was, man, I that was so. horrible. And you could have been the, the seventh seed. It could have been moved up yeah. to the seventh seed. That's a horrible loss. I don't, I don't get it. And, like, he didn't get, like, was he hurt in the last game or was he, like, Oh, no, it was just a blowout. Up? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I didn't know if I missed something or what. Like, what was his purpose of sitting? I mean, maybe they thought, okay, hey, it's the Rockets. But, I mean, you can't you can't do that in the position that you're in right now. You need every win. And then I've seen reports saying that, you know, LeBron is probably going to miss the rest of the season. So I mean that's a deflator right there. So you, I don't get it. Like you, you're not like self aware enough to know. Hey, these guys need me. We need this win. I need to play regardless of the comp- the level of competition. So I didn't get that either. I thought maybe I was missing something. Yeah, I, I just think that they're probably thinking that we'll just be in the playing tournament. Hopefully, LeBron is back at that point for the Lakers. So yeah, for the Lakers. And they can win there, but even at that point in the playing tournament, I mean, anything can happen, right? Uh, especially in the Western Conference. Right now, they they went. I think yesterday they were at, up to the eight seed. I mean, every day a loss that piles up, you, you know, you're going to fall mm-hmm. in the standing. So, as of today, the Lakers are sitting at the number ten spot. Oklahoma City Thunder are at number nine. Dallas is at eight, and then Minnesota rounds it off at number seven. Um, and now Golden State is only one game um, has only a one game lead. Uh, from that seventh spot that where they can fall into that play in bracket, um, you know, scenario. And they took a loss last night. We talked about it against the Clippers. They got the uh, Clippers got the victory there. What? 124 to 126. Um, Steph Curry last night drops 50 in that game, but it just wasn't enough. But I think the one thing that did stick out to me when I was looking at the box course for these games last night, Delonte in this game in particular, um, the Clippers shot 17 more free throws and made 15 more free throws in that game against the Warriors. I think that was pretty much the difference there, but Kawhi dropped 30 last night. Um, Paul George chipped in, I think 24 last night as well, but the 50 piece just wasn't enough for uh, the Warriors last night from Steph Curry. And they take another loss on the road where they're now seven and 27 on the road. Yeah. It's something they got to fix. I mean, I wasn't as uh, just like most, you know, Golden State Warriors, truthers. Um, they just didn't want to believe that they were this bad and they could just turn it on. I'm not sure if they can. I don't know if they have the the, the right personnel to to do so. I think they're missing Wiggins a lot. What's going on with Wiggins? I don't know. Like what? What's I going think there's on some him? personal stuff going on, whether it's within himself or his family. But I think there's a report that came out yesterday said that he's probably going to be missing us at least the re- rest of the regular season. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know if like if it was like personal issues with him and like the organization or was it like just him, you know, like you said with his family or not, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're missing him a lot, especially defensively, because you Mm got to think like in that game, he could have, you know, been the primary defender on one of those uh, forwards, whether it was Kawhi or PG. So I think they're missing some of his, and his rebounding, like he has got a lot better since he's transferred from, uh, from Minnesota playing Mm -hmm. a, a bigger role in Golden State. So I think they're missing him a little bit. They're relying a lot more on Draymond uh, defensively. And while Draymond is still at his, you know, somewhat peak level defensively, he just can't do it 
like night in and night out, along with orchestrating the offense. I mean, he's it's a lot on Draymond. I mean, a lot of people, you know, want to bag on him, but he does like play an intricate part of that offense. Like he is he has a ball in his hands more than Steph, like orchestrating stuff. Yeah. Like so he gets those guys going. And to do that as well as defend the best player and be the anchor for the defense, I mean, that's a lot, that's a lot to uh that's a lot to do for for Draymond. Um I mean Steph is amazing. I mean he just like it's there's no way that you can like get under him to stop him. Uh, Kerr puts him in a great position to be able to you know move without the ball and run some of those things for him. But man, uh, the way he did last night was was incredible. It just seemed like the Clippers had an answer every time Curry would go on his you know mini runs, which can be deflating for some teams. Like when he's yeah. hitting those shots and and it's like nothing you can do. You're playing. They're playing good defense. He just I mean he just hot. That can be deflating, but I felt like they answered. Uh, Every time they add to, uh, still, still waiting on the, the Clippers to take that one step. I mean, I guess we got a few more games to see it, but uh, I thought it was a great game. Like you mentioned, I thought both primetime games were, were incredible. Yeah, I think that's like teams like the Clippers and the Lakers, and uh, I don't want to throw Warriors into that conversation, but probably the two LA teams are probably just coasting, or at least the Lakers are, just to see where they end up as a seed in the, in the playoffs and then just try to see if they can flip the switch on at that point. But I mean, right now in the Western conference, I, I, we've talked about it every single pod that it's just wide open. Like I, yeah. I, I, can, I wouldn't, if Kevin Durant is healthy, I know he's going to be back at some point for the Phoenix suns I, I, with a healthy Kevin Durant. I would put Phoenix as the number one team to beat in this Western conference. But after that, I really think it's a crap shoot. Yeah. I mean, I don't, um, I don't disagree. I think, I mean, Kevin Durant has showed like, it's been times where he's looked like, damn, did he get, did he really get injured, or is he just like, you know, it, when he comes back, it's no, he doesn't miss a beat. Yeah. But the problem, but the problem is, you know, the longevity of him playing, and it just hasn't been, he hasn't shown together those games on a consistent level. Yeah. Um, since that original injury that he had in Golden State. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, I mean, I think Phoenix is is the best team. Uh, Denver is reeling right now, but I mean. I still like the team and their makeup. I feel like they're one of the deeper teams in the West and what they can do. If they can just get back to them, they were playing pretty good defense, right? Like at the end of the all-star break, right up until uh, the first week, I think they were Mm -hmm. at least flirting with like top 15 in defensive efficiency. So they can get back to just that level and just be average. I mean, I just don't. Some of the things I was reading, I don't think they like Malone that much. What about you? Do you how you feel about oh, that? I, really? seen his, I, I seen his presser. I seen his presser, and he was talking about. I mean, obviously, you know, him and Michael Porter Jr. don't get along, but I, I don't. I'm not sure some of those guys are like into what he's doing. Now, that's just that's not anything like I've read. It's just me just reading some of the body language of, of like in their huddles and seeing them on the sideline and stuff like that. I just don't think they're responding to him as much as they should to be the top seed in the West. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a great head coach. I mean, he's been. Cons- I mean, I think last year was really telling to me when they didn't have Jamal Murray and yeah, Michael Porter Jr. and Jokic. It was Jokic, Aaron Gordon, and then plugging guys in, and they still ended up going. I think they went over their. They still went over their win total last year. So, I mean, I think it's a good head coach, but I think that that frustration for him, and I would be frustrated as a head coach too, is that. Guys are not playing defense right now. They're dead last in defensive efficiency yep. over the last four games. They have a, they do have a game here tonight against Detroit. We'll get into that in a minute here, but we'll see. Yeah, you're right. I think they need to turn it out defensively. They they are uh, dead last, like I mentioned, defensive efficiency at one twenty five point two. Um, 
So it will be telling to see how they kind of wrap up this season with, you know, only about what, 10, 11, 12 games left for a lot of these teams. Um, they still have a four and a half game lead. I don't think they'll choke that away. Um, but let's hope not. Yeah, I think they need to start. I think now is the time for them to start playing good basketball, kind of carry that momentum into the playoffs as a number one seed in the Western Conference. Um, all right, Delante, before we get into the Thursday night games here. Let me tell everyone about our presenting sponsor, and that is going to be WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and a ton of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet win hour each Thursday, which is today, Thursday. Definitely look out for it from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. And during WinBet win hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving a larger payout opportunity. And, car and March Madness is officially here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer, bet 100, and get 100. Limited state availability. And, of course, for our DGENs, only if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sport, head over to winbed.com or download the WinBed app. Offer something to change. Terms and conditions at winbed.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in a state where place the WinBed is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And guys, look, if you're watching live right now on YouTube, there's still time to get into the DJ dance. Our March Madness Bankroll Contest is back. It's free to enter. There's $1,000 in cash and prizes up for grabs. Plus, we've got the first half under bingo where you can win an SGPN gift card. Hit both contests uh, on the SGPN app. All right, Delante, let's get into this five-game schedule here in the association. Hey, shout-out to my guy, Nick, man. He said, F college, give me OKC at the Raptors here tonight. Hey, hey, I'm I'm there with you, man, but I'm going to still be tuning into these college <laughs> yeah, games right. here tonight. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, hey, that's going to be a fun game. We'll get into that later. Um, all right. Uh, first game on the schedule here tonight, it's going to be the Denver Nuggets, like we just talked about. They're in the Motor City here tonight to take on the Detroit Pistons. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Denver Nuggets at 12. That number's been bent all the way up to minus 14. Starting to see some minus 14 and a halves pop up. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, let's start here with the Denver uh, Nuggets. They are pretty much healthy, man. Jamal Murray is on the injury report, but he is probable here tonight against the Pistons. Uh, and Zeke Nagy continues to be out for the uh, Denver Nuggets. For the uh, Detroit Pistons, pretty long injury report. I'm just going to read off the names who are officially out here tonight. Uh, Marvin Bagley, Boyan Bogdanovich, Alec Burks, Hamadou Diallo, Isaiah Livers, and Isaiah Stewart are all out. And Jaden Ivey is probable here tonight against the Denver Nuggets. Um, so let's start with the side here. We'll work our way to the total and the player props as usual, but... Minus 14 and a half for this Denver Nuggets team on the road. I'm not sure if I can lay that, man. Yeah, I'm not sure I can either, but I would I would have to, like I would rather lay it than than take it, to be honest with you. I mean, Denver, they're, you know, they lost four straight. They have not covered in six straight games. Uh, and you mentioned the defensive efficiency uh dead last of well, the 29th in the last five games. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's worse if you, you know, expand that um if you expand that uh that metric. So I don't think they have to worry about like the Detroit's offense, you know, running through them. So they're, they're deep in, the Detroit offense ranked 29th in in offensive rating uh, over the last 10 games. And I mean, it's it's a get right spot for them. Uh, now I don't I don't like recommend people going out to lay it with with the Nuggets, but if I had to, I would probably play it. I mean, Detroit is they're better 
ATS on the road than they are at home. Um, so the, the injury report, I mean, you just read it off. It's, it's crazy. I don't know. They, they can't get a better spot, can they, for like, as far as draft position? So, yeah, I mean, they can't. Yeah, so I don't know what what they're doing. Uh, they probably won't bring back. I'm guessing they won't bring back the coaching staff. Uh, is that's my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was reading that Cade likes, you know, he likes the coaching staff. So I'm not sure how much they weigh into, you know, the best player having say so. But it might be time for a change um, there. So I wouldn't I wouldn't lay it, but I would lean that way with the uh, with the Nuggets thinking that they get right here. Yeah, it is a get get right spot for them, but I, there's no way I'm laying 14 and yeah. a half with the with the Denver Nuggets on the road, especially with the way they're playing defensively. So, I think if, if you do want to back the Denver Nuggets here, maybe look at a team total uh, if you think they're going to score a lot of points here. Because again, Detroit being one of the worst teams right down there with Houston and San Antonio, uh, the defensive effort obviously won't be there. Um, but yeah, it is a get right spot for the Denver Nuggets, and again, they are in the midst of a, a road trip here. Mm-hmm. Uh, are the Denver Nuggets? Uh, let me see here. So they have um, they have the Pistons here tonight, and then they go to New York to uh, Barclays Center to face the Nets, and then they wrap it up with the Wizards. So, I mean, this is a good spot where I mean, for them, I think they do obviously get the outright victory, but yeah. this is a possibility where you can see a backdoor cover by the um, Detroit Pistons in that final couple minutes there, where they you know win the game by. 10 points to the Denver Nuggets. So I think another way to probably attack it is you want to take, take a look at some team totals for the Denver Nuggets, whether that's first quarter or first half uh, or even full game. Um, but not, I'm not laying the 14. Um, if you really want to bet this game, I would probably just take the plus points with um, the Pistons here. But again, officially no bet on this game for me, especially at this big number number. So let's work our way to the total here. Delonte, it's currently sitting at 228 and a half. Any thoughts there? Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. I would probably go with the Nuggets team total uh, over rather than the full game. I don't think the Pistons have enough offense to be able to, even though Denver has been struggling defensively, I don't think the Pistons have enough offense with the guys they're putting on the court. Now, at full strength, you know, with Bogdanovich, Ivy, who's, I don't, he's questionable, right? Ivy's questionable. Ivy is actually probable. Oh, uh, yeah. So, well, he's I mean, coming even, back from uh, being in health and safety protocols. Yeah, so who knows how healthy he's going to be or how much wind he's going to have. So, like, at full strength, maybe I would like the Pistons offense a little bit more against uh, Denver's defense. But mm-hmm. right now, I think I would probably lean under just thinking that the Pistons don't hit like 110. Well, you said it's 229? Uh, 228 and a half. Yeah, so I, I'd lean under. Uh, I would much rather play the Nuggets team total over. Yeah, that's Denver a full game. Yeah, 121 and a half for their uh, yeah. team total right now over on win bet. So yeah, they don't have no problem scoring against the yeah, Pistons I, defense. Yeah, especially with everybody healthy and playing yeah. this game. I think it's kind of telling that they had yep. everybody's playing this game, right? Joker. They need him. Yep. Yeah. Michael Porter Jr. Uh, Jamal Murray's probable here tonight as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you want to look at first half team total, thinking that they just come out and, and just try to take care of business in the first half, I, I think those are a couple of ways to attack it. Um, player props in this game here, Delonte, I really didn't have anything um, for this game. Cause again, it could turn into a blowout where mm-hmm. props kind of go to die. But did you have anything that you were looking at? Yeah, I was kind of looking oh, actually, at. Sorry, I did have one play, bro, but I'll let you go first. Oh yeah, I was looking at Jamal Murray over his points, twenty-two and a half. Uh, the Pistons notoriously over the last five games have allowed twenty-plus points to um, opposing guards in four of the last five games. So, uh, I think Murray's been struggling as of late uh, shooting the ball. He had he, the volume's been there. He's shooting like seven. He's getting like seventeen attempts up. He's just not making as many. And I think the Pistons are bottom five in, in defensive shooting metrics. So. 
I think that he'll have some success here, especially in the mid-range off of the Joker pick and roll. Um, I think that Denver is really going to get out to a hot start. Um, so I, I would rather play, like if you had to play anything, I would play them first half, first quarter. Uh, they're, they're 18 and 14 in the first quarter uh, on the road. They Detroit is like second worst in the NBA in the first quarter, 12, 22, and one. You're getting outscored by three points per first quarter. So if you had to play anything, I know we're, we're talking about the props, but I just wanted to throw it in the first quarter nuggets. That'd probably be a bit. That's a bit that I'm on, actually. Minus four and a half, I think, is is what I leave. But as far as player props, like Jamal Murray, over 22 and a half points. Uh, all right. Um, Daniel pointing out Hayes turnovers over at two and a half. Um, yeah, I think that's an auto bet. Even with Jaden Ivey back, I think that he'll slowly be working his way back into um, – Playing condition, I think we can say. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, Hayes has had five or five, at least exactly five turnovers in three straight games. Um, so that number is at two and a half, like uh, Daniel pointed out there. I do like that. I'm gonna go with uh, Wiseman's rebounds here tonight over eight and a half. Oh, yeah. um, I think this one is blowout potential proof just because of the amount of injuries that they do have to that front court, like I mentioned with. No Bagley here tonight. No uh, Isaiah Stewart here tonight. It's pretty much going to be James Wiseman and Jalen Duran here today. So, and I've seen more times than not when there is a blowout that Jalen Duran takes a seat and then the backup center's in there. So at eight and a half for James Wiseman, I do like that. He's gone over this projection, I believe, in four of the last five games for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, he's been in double, yeah, it's four straight games in four of the last five. He had 10 against the Wizards. 14 against the Pacers, nine again against the Pacers again, and then he had 13 against the uh, Charlotte Hornets. And uh, the Denver Nuggets are also giving it up to the center position uh, when mm-hmm. I was looking at uh, the uh, numbers for the Denver Nuggets on what they give up to the opposition. So um, I will back James Wiseman here at over eight and a half rebounds. If you want to play the double-double here tonight, I, I should be at plus money. Let me see if I can find that. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I just I just played him over points and rebounds, 22 and a half. Just, I, I didn't, you just put me on it. Yeah. Double-double, uh, yeah, plus 195. Here oh, tonight. man, yeah, give me yeah. that. 195, almost two to one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can find two to one somewhere. Yeah, definitely shop around. Yeah. Uh, anything else for this game? No, nah, but I'll be on that Wiseman double double, and I'm already. I, I literally just bit points and rebounds uh, minus one twenty. Uh, my was twenty two and a half, so I like that yeah. a lot. All right, next game on the board. That's going to be the Sacramento Kings. They are headed to Barclays Center here tonight to take on the Brooklyn Nets. Um, this line opened up in favor of the Brooklyn Nets at minus two and a half. Um, that number has pretty much stayed the course total up at about two thirty seven and a half. That number has been bent up to two thirty eight. Uh, looking at the injury report for the Brooklyn nets, um, pretty healthy squad. Uh, obviously no more Ben Simmons and that is pretty much it for the Nets. Sacramento did play last night in Chicago. I haven't seen any notes. If any guys are going to be sitting out for them here tonight, we'll try to dig that up here, but Sacramento, surprisingly, a two-and-a-half-point underdog here, um, Delante. I know I mentioned this on back-to-back situations this season. The Sacramento Kings are 6-5 and five against the spread, 8-3 and three towards the over. Yeah, I mean, both, I don't really like betting against uh, either team right now. I think both teams are playing really, really well. I think both have covered like 7 of the last 10 or something, like 6 of the last 10, somewhere in that range. Um, Sacramento played a really weird game last night. I don't know if you caught any of that, but they were like up 
like six and then they gave up back to not back to back, but like the Bulls had like two of the last four possessions ended in four point plays by DeMar DeRozan. And the last one allowed them to get back in the game, which led to the Aaron Fox, you know, making a game win three. Um, so they, they've been playing like a tough four game stretch. They played the Bulls, Milwaukee, Phoenix and New York. So I think this is a step down in class for them. And usually when they play down in class, they usually play to that level of, of their opponent. So I kind of like the Nets here. Uh, they were, the Nets are returning home from a five-game road trip, which usually is a is a fade. But the way they've been playing offensively as of late, I think that they're, I think that they're hitting their stride. They got some guys to throw at uh, the the wings of like Fox and Monk and Murray. They got you know Dinwiddie, um, uh, Bridges. And, and Cam that can that can combat some of those things that the Kings offense does. So Herder's been playing well. I don't think that the Nets will, will give up a lot of three point uh, attempts here or three point makes here. Their stats are still kind of you know staggered because of what they had in the in the first part of the season. So it's hard to kind of get a read on how they are right now versus full season. So I do know that they've allowed 120 plus points in three of the last five games. So Sacramento with the second best offense in the league, they're gonna score. Uh, I would tend, I would think that this plays towards an over, but I, I like the Nets in the matchup. I mean, I think that they'll be able to handle the backcourt and and they got the wing depth to be able to to combat some of the things that, that the Kings like to do. Yeah, this smells like the the smelly line of the day. I know me and Terrell talked about the Rockets and Lakers yesterday as being that kind of a fishy line, and we saw the Rockets pull out the victory. Obviously, that was without. Um, AD in the lineup, but I think for the Sacramento Kings here tonight, I mean, they may, I mean, we're, uh, I was waiting for kind of them to see some regression coming from this team, right? but I, I haven't seen it yet. And I think last night maybe had been a telling story a little bit, but where, where they had to kind of come from behind and win that game. But I think there, yeah, you're right. I think there's enough wing defenders here for the um, Brooklyn Nets, whether that's with, you know, Mikhail Bridges, DFS. Um, we could throw Cam Johnson's name in there as well. I think there's an opportunity here for uh, the Brooklyn Nets to get this victory. So I think if it's kind of smelly, I'm going the other way, man. I agree with you about the Brooklyn Nets here tonight. Um, I'll, I'll take the Nets here as well. Um, let's get over to the total in this game, man. Any, anything you like there? That number is currently sitting at a whopping 238 points. Yeah, it's, it's high, but I think both teams can, can get out and score. I think they have advantages on, on each side to opposing defenses. The Kings are going to dominate on the glass. The Nets are poor uh, defensive and offensive rebounding. The 29th in offensive rebound percentage. So, so that means Sabonis is going to clean up on the offensive glass. Um, I do like that the the shooters of, of the Knicks. I think that they'll be able to get open on the Kings defense. I mean, the Kings defense is 29th in defensive rating in the last 10 games. So they're not, you know, stopping anybody. They're just outscoring people and, and playing better offense. So um, I don't think any lead will be safe with either side. So I think they'll go, I think we'll go back and forth here. Um, I, I like the Knicks at home, but I think they control somewhat of the tempo and, and be able to get uh, a few more stops in the end. So I like the over here. Yeah, like I mentioned, back-to-back situations this season. Um, the Nets are, or sorry, the Kings are eight and three uh, towards the number here. But I, I, I didn't. I'm gonna wait for the injury reporting because I feel like someone may sit out here for the uh, Sacramento Kings. I think that may be baked into the line here a little bit. I haven't seen anything as far as 
Yeah, me either. If they mentioned anything last night, even after the game, that some of these guys were going to sit. But let me double check your room. I'll, I'll look at the minutes and see how, how much they played last night because um, it was a it was a back and forth game. I mean, um, they fell they fell behind early and then came back, and mm-hmm. then at the end it was kind of like you know like haymaker after haymaker by each team. So they they did exert a lot of energy. Um, I'm gonna see how many minutes these guys played, but I mean they're a young team. They got a decent amount of dip. I think that. They're trying to stay at that threshold of the. Well, they're the two seed right now, right? Yeah, they are the two seed right now. Because Memphis lost last they're tied. Year. I want to say they're tied with Memphis. Let me double check here. I have the standings right here. Um, yeah, they're. I mean, record-wise, Sacramento and Memphis are tied. But I think Sacramento may have a tiebreaker. That's why they're in the two spot yeah. right now. Yeah. Okay. So they only played eight. They played eight guys last night. Um, six of those guys played twenty plus minutes. Uh, uh, Sabonis played 40 minutes. Jesus. He played Yeah, 40. I think he might sit tonight. Uh, Barnes played 35. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Herder, Herder played 20, 27, Monk 23, um, Murray 29. But I'm pretty sure Murray's not going to sit. Uh, he, he's, he's been playing well. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he, he's going to play. And Fox, I'm sure he's going to play. But yeah, if, if you had to link to anybody sitting, I would think Barnes or Sabonis. But then again, I mean, Mike Brown was pretty adamant about like them staying at that spot like people they, he was talking about people doubting him and doubting them uh-huh. and yeah. uh and the team and thinking that they were going to fall off which i mean i'm pretty sure we all did because nobody saw them you know reaching this level of success uh so fast so i think that they're going to try to give it a go uh and, and go full throttle here but i still wouldn't be surprised if um if sabonis or, or Barnes sat those, those would be my two candidates for people sitting like, like you mentioned i think fox probably could be a guy that could probably sit here tonight because i know he's dealing with that wrist injury as well so um yeah definitely keep an eye on that i think there, there may be a scenario where one of these guys just sit here tonight um all right so player props in this game if anything you like delante yeah i was i was looking at um i was looking at sabonis being that the nets have rebounding problems i mean they gave up uh, i think 13 to Claxton last game, but with the game before the Bulls. And I didn't see Vucevic. Let me look at Vucevic real quick. Uh, Vucevic had 14 last night. Beverly had 11 boards. So he's been killing it on the boards. He man. has. He has. So I think that Sabonis is, is in line for a big game if he plays, but, you know, kind of don't want to give that out and then he doesn't play. So yeah. I kind of pivot to, I guess I'll pivot to the other side and go with Cam Johnson threes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on his threes on Tuesday. On Tuesday's show, he, pretty much hit that in the first quarter. I think the defense of the Kings will allow him to get some open looks and, and he'll be able to drain them, especially at home. He shoots a lot better uh, in that arena than he has uh, in any other arena since he's been traded. So I think that, uh, I think that he'll get some shots. He'll, he'll get the attempts for sure. And uh, I think he'll be able to make some on, on the poor defense by the Kings. I see Claxton's double, double at plus plus one twenty again. Um, I think that's something that I'm going to get on um, again here tonight. His, his rebounds are at nine and a half. I think the concern for, I guess, the books turns into, or not concerned, but where they're kind of creating values that he probably won't get over his points prop. But his points props are at 11 and a half. His rebounds are at nine and a half. And they're both juicy at minus 130. So I might as well just take the double double at plus 120. Yeah, I would take the plus money. Yeah. So I'm going to go Claxton in the, again, double double. I gave that out on, on the Tuesday show. I'm going to go right back to it. Again, you know, there's not really a big, a big man for the Sacramento Kings, right? I mean, Sabonis is their guy, mm-hmm. but 
Um, you take a look at what they kind of give up to the center position over the last two weeks, especially uh, 16.3, uh, sorry, 16 rebounds to that center position. So I think that you should have some success rebounding the basketball here again tonight. If you want to ladder this up to maybe into, you know, 11, 12, possibly 13 range. I don't hate that for Claxton here tonight. Again, Claxton has gone over um, nine and a half rebounds in three of the last five games. He's had a double double in three of the last five games as well. So uh, I'll give that um, out for Nick Claxton. Anything else for this game? Yeah, let me add Kevin Herter threes. Um, that dude's been killing it. Yeah, man, he has 12 of twelve of 18 the past two games, and he's hit some big ones. Like, it's not just like he's he had a big – he had a couple big shots against Chicago and a couple big shots against Milwaukee um, late in that game. So I think he's been, like, on a tear. He's been getting a lot more looks now that Keegan Murray has been in the starting lineup more mm-hmm. and the shifting away from – Having, I guess, uh, what, what's the guy's name? Davis. Having him play a little more small ball for rebounds. Yeah. So I, I think he's getting a lot more opportunity off those uh, off those screen plays. He's actually, Mike Brown's actually using him like uh, Kerr used um, Clay Thompson. Um, mm-hmm. Some parallel there. Obviously, you know, Mike Brown was on the sidelines with him. Mm-hmm. So I've been noticing some of the things that he's doing with Herder. But yeah, Herder's been killing it, man. His threes are at, uh, let me get an accurate number for threes. Um, uh, let's see. Herder is um, two and a half. Man, is that uh, is that juice? This has to be juice. Minus one twenty. Yeah, it don't matter. Yeah, I'll just yeah. buy it up at three. You probably get even money on on the buy. Um, yeah. So I would yeah ladder that to up to you know four. The Nets notoriously don't defend the three well as of late. So uh, I think you have a big big night tonight. Yeah. Also, I'll throw this out there before we get over to the next game. Uh, Brook, uh, the Brooklyn Nets are the worst rebounding team. Um, over the last five games, uh, they are given up 51.2 rebounds per contest. So should be a big night rebounding for Sabonis if he does mm-hmm. play here tonight. Uh, all right, Dante, anything else for this game? No, it's all like that. All right, let's go over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Oklahoma City Thunder. They are headed up north to the six to take on the Toronto Raptors. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Toronto Raptors at minus six. That number has moved to minus six and a half. Total opened up at 231 and a half. That number has been bet down at 231 to some 230 and a half out there as well. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Oklahoma City Thunder, pretty clean injury report. Uh, the usual suspects are out for the Toronto Raptors, pretty clean injury report as well. So both teams are healthy in this game. Obviously, if you didn't know, Shea Gilchrist Alexander born in Toronto, headed back up north uh, to play in front of the home crowd. Um, so let's start with the side here. Minus six and a half here, Delonte, uh, for the Toronto Raptors hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder. Man, when I was doing my homework on this game, I was looking to bet the Raptors, but thinking I, I was thinking they would get, I was thinking Oklahoma City would get a little bit more respect, but six, was it six and a half, you said? Six and a half. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's a lot of points to a Thunder team who's been playing well. They've won and covered five in the last six. Uh, their defense has been extremely improved, uh, seventh in defensive rating in the last ten games, and their offensive numbers are kind of skewed over the past, uh, like I guess like week and a half because they were missing Shea in some of those games. But man, I don't think I can I don't think I can take um, the Raptors at home land this number. Now the Raptors did have a great shooting night. They probably won't shoot like that again, uh, like they did against the Raptors. I mean, like they did against the Nuggets. They were hitting everything. Van Vliet was like literally yeah. he he couldn't miss. It was like it was like the playoffs all over again when they mm-hmm. had a championship run. Um, and I also think that that was a better matchup for them. Uh, in this matchup, the, the Thunder have guys. They have young guys. They have depth. Jalen Williams, uh, Giddy, 
and um and SGA of course are gonna try to get in the paint and, and that's where that's where they're weak. That's where the Raptors are weak at inside the paint. Um they don't have a rim protector. Pirtle is solid, but I mean some of those guys that they're gonna be going downhill, not sure if he'll be like able to stay out of foul trouble because they're gonna come at him constantly. Um and they've played three straight unders, allowed under 110 points in, in that span, under 100 twice. To And they played San Antonio, New Orleans, and Brooklyn in that span. So not the best offense, but the Raptors don't have an elite offense either. They're still, you know, bottom 10 in, in offensive rating. So I think it's going to be a great game. I can't lay that big of a number, even though the Raptors have been playing well as of late. Um, it's just like as a dog, I think the Thunder are pretty much feisty and going to be able to stay around here. Uh, they take care of the ball. Yeah. The Raptors are are top are elite at taking away the ball. Um, the the Thunder are fourth in turnover percentage offense, and they also take away the ball. So they're uh, second behind Toronto in uh, in defensive turnover rate. So I, I like OKC here. I was leaning to to the Raptors at first, but that number just scared me off, man. It scared me off a lot. We all know the the, the numbers for um, OKC as a dog. I think they come in here and fight. Uh, I think they come out may, maybe with a win. Last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Over the last ten games, Thunder in Toronto, they are eating two straight up. Um, obviously, this goes all the way back to 2013. But if you want more recent data, the last two games in Toronto with OKC Thunder, they lo- they won last season in December, 110, 109, mm-hmm. and then going back to April of 2021, they lost the game by six, 112, 106. And but prior to that, they had won six straight against this Oklahoma uh, against this Toronto Raptors team in Toronto. So. And you take a look at their season-long numbers against the spread, Delonte, for the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. They're 19-11-3 on the road this season, 18-7-3 as road underdogs here. So I love the Oklahoma City Thunder here tonight. I know their narrative of SGA back in um, Toronto, but this team is playing well, man. You, I know you've been talking about both of the Jalen uh, Williamses uh, since the uh, past couple months. Yeah, I, mean, I love, love J Dub, man. I love J Dub, the 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 guard. I love, man. Yeah, yeah. And him. SGA has just quietly again. If you just go look at his game log, what he's done over the last five games, you'd be kind of shocked um, at, at the amount of points that he's putting up. Josh Giddy has been playing well. I know uh, Mick mentioned that Giddy has had a triple double in his last two games. Um, he's rebounding the hell out of the ball. I think he had like 11 in back-to-back games. Yeah. Really, really aggressive. Um, so I'm going to go with OKC here tonight as well, man. I think this might just be my dog of the day. But yeah, um, definitely. yeah I'm going to take the plus six and a half here. Again, there's just overwhelming doubt of how great this the third team is on the road <clears throat> and how well they've been playing in Toronto over the past. God, I don't know. This goes all the way back to 2013 where I know obviously the Rosters and everything is different, but even if you want more recent data, they've went into Toronto since 2016 and won uh, six out of the last seven games straight up against his Raptors team. So uh, I'll go Thunder here as well. Let's get over to the total here, Delonte. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? That number is currently sitting at 231. Yeah, I lean to the under. Uh, both teams don't shoot it as well uh, as they have been shooting it as of late. We we mentioned the the turnover defense for each side, so both or offense for both sides. I mean. Both teams take care of the ball, so it's not going to be a lot of, you know, like easy baskets on transition off steals. Um, and, and I think they're, you know, the Thunder have been playing well defensively. The Raptors, for about 
two and a half to three quarters if you combine uh, you know all four quarters. They played solid defense on one of the better offensive teams in the league in uh, in Denver. Whether they're struggling or not, that's still really big for that for that defense. So I think we're going to get a low scoring, low 100s, 105, 108 type of game here. So I'll lean to the under. Yeah, well, these teams are top 10. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, sorry. Uh, since the All-Star break, OKC number 10 defensive rating, and a th- the Raptors are uh, number 12. But if you want to filter that down over the last five games, Oklahoma City Thunder, the number one defensive rated team in the entire association. Um, and Toronto does fall down a little bit to league average around uh, – number 15. So, um, yeah, I like the under in this game as well. Um, probably player props in this game. I think the popular one obviously is going to be SGA over yeah, coins, yeah, but of course. what else are you looking at in this game? If anything, um, I was looking at Pirtle over 23 and a half points and rebounds, uh, the lack of size for the interior of, um, of the thunder that worries me. also worries me in, in taking a number because the Raptors are extremely, extremely, uh, good at, Offensive rebounding, especially in the half court, the Thunder struggle in the half court setting. So if Proto can can get on the glass and and you know volleyball a couple shot a couple of um, rebounds, he could walk into maybe like a fifteen and twelve type of game. Um, and I think he has to be anchor in there. And he, they're going to get a lot of rebound. He's going to get a lot of rebound opportunities because the Thunder they get to the rim at the second best rate in the league, and they miss uh, a lot at the rim. So they don't convert. Their uh, their rim percentage is did last, although they get to the rim at the second highest rate. So the opportunities for him to get rebounds is going to be there. Uh, so I like him over 23 and a half points and rebounds. Um, I would probably look at some, I'll probably look at some giddy like rebounds and assists um, yeah. also, and just mm-hmm. taking away, not to take away the points. I think maybe he'll, he'll walk into like 12 and 12 um, here. Of course, they're going to be feeding on to, to SGA. And if he gets hot, I mean, look out. So, Give me um, Pirtle, 23 and a half points and rebounds, and I'll look at Giddy's uh, points and assists. Oh, I look at his rebounds and assists while you give your handicap. Yeah, I was, uh, I'll agree with that, Jakob Pirtle here. Um, I was looking at his rebounds here tonight because, again, opposing teams have had a lot of success, or especially the big men, have a lot of success rebounding the basketball against the uh, OKC Thunder. Um, his number is currently sitting at 10 and a half. I do like that for uh, Jakob Pirtle here tonight. Um, last, I think the last three games, he's recorded double digit rebounds. And again, when you're going up against a team like the Thunder, they get, like I mentioned, do give up the rebounds to that center position. I think he can get over this number, uh, to the last three games. He's had 11 rebounds. Um, other game, he did have 10 against the Lakers, um, and his career against the Thunder. I know the last game he didn't get it done when he was with the Spurs. He only had six rebounds but prior to that. He had a game with 14 rebounds and 17 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the uh, for Yagapurro against this Thunder team, so like his rebounding prop there. I'm gonna be square. I'll, I'll take the SGA over 30 and a half as well. Um, I mean, th- taking the narrative away that he's back in Toronto here tonight. If you just take a look at what he's been doing over this last five games, he's averaging 36 points per game in that span. He's had 38, 30, 30 39, 38, 33, 35, and 35 over the last five games. And he doesn't shoot threes. And he doesn't shoot threes. And that's, doesn't yeah, shoot you're right. And I think he doesn't the, shoot threes. The crazy part about like the the Raptors over the last three games, they're giving up 60 points inside the paint. And we know that's where SGA gets all of yep. his points from. So um, I think you should have a, a successful game here tonight uh, going up against the Raptors, uh, you know, back in the place where he was born. Um, so SGA, Yakupardo props here tonight. Take a look at some Josh Giddy props here as well. Um, anything else for this game? Um, 
no, I don't think I think it's gonna be a really, really good game. Uh, I think it's gonna be a really good game. It's important for both teams to, that they get you know good wins, even though it's out of conference. It's still important in the standings. I think they're right around the same in each of their respective conferences, if I'm not mistaken. Like right around the 10 seed. So yeah, Toronto is 33 and 36. They're I think they're pretty much cemented into that spot. I mean, they could finish either eighth, ninth, or tenth, be that play in bracket uh, tournament. And then the OKC Thunder also number nine in the Western Conference, where yeah. like we we talked about at the top of the show, where you know, seeds four through ten are only separated yeah, by three and much. a half games. So yeah, you know, it, I think change both, every day. Yeah, I think both teams, like if they get the right matchup in the playoffs, they can push a team. Like I'll be betting on both of these teams in the playoffs if they actually get in. Like not to win, but to be able to push and cover a lot of these games if they have the right matchup. Because I think the Raptors with Siakam, OG, Fred, they got the experience and they got the coaching. And Nick Nurse is a great coach. Um, yeah. If they start clicking at the right time and they get the right matchup, like Philly is a horrible matchup for them. But like a team like the Cavs, I think they can match up really, really, really well with the Cavs. So um, that's just something to watch. Like going forward, they're both they're all they're both teams are starting to play a little bit better. I mean, the Thunder, I thought they were going to be tanking. They you know gave SGA the you know, I guess the week off or whatever due to some injury and then he gets COVID. So, I mean, I'm not sure how competitive they, the Thunder want to be, but if they're all like all systems go for them, I think that they can be able to at least contend and cover some numbers in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, before we get over to the last two games of the night, let me tell everyone about the newest sponsor over on the sports gambling podcast network. That's going to be shady rays. Um, kick off the new year with uh, new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by their lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they had your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. And to date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fighting uh, hunger with Feeding America. And if you don't love your uh, new pair of Shady Ray sunglasses, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within the 30-day window uh, return period. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Ray's. Their team always has your back. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Ray's is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two pairs or more of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. That's ShadyRays.com, promo code SGPN. For 50% off when you purchase two or more of their polarized sunglasses. All right, Delonte, let's get into the last two games of this uh, schedule. We got the Indiana Pacers uh, taking on the Milwaukee Bucks here tonight. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, I am currently seeing the... Milwaukee Bucks opened up as a 13-point favorite. That number's been bet up to minus 13 and a half. Total opened up at 235. That number's up to 238 now. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Indiana Pacers, a lot of questionable tags to their key guys here tonight. Tyrese Halliburton, questionable. Buddy Heald, questionable. TJ McConnell, questionable. Miles Turner, questionable. And then for the Milwaukee Bucks, 
Um, Drew Holland, sorry, um, Grayson Allen is out for this game. And then Brooke Lopez, Gordon Drogic, and Jay Crowder. Sorry, Gordon Drogic and Brooke Lopez are uh, questionable. And then Jay Crowder is uh, probable here tonight for the Milwaukee Bucks. But the big three, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and um, Drew Holiday are all playing in this game here tonight. Uh, we have a similar line here from the Denver Nuggets, but uh, the Bucks are at home in this game, laying 13 and a half here. Uh, Delonte, what are you thinking, man? I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bucks beat them by 20. I mean, it's a lot of injury concerns, so it's kind of hard to to like lay it right now. Honestly, what I'd, what I'd like suggest to people is if you like the Bucks, just wait. Because, I mean, the number's not going to get any higher. If Tyrese and Miles Turner and Buddy Hill all ruled in, it, you might get, you know, I guess like, 12 maybe 11 and a half so yeah. i would probably wait uh if i was them if i was like if you like the pacers i'd like go ahead and bet them now because obviously if those guys get ruled in you're going to get a worse number um but the books they've dominated these guys over the past like two or three years they've won nine straight and they've covered four of the last five uh in this season's in these two meetings this season they're averaging 136.5 points 136 and a half points in yep. both meetings so I mean, I would pay the team total over regardless of who plays for Indiana for the books. Um, they've Indy's played an easy schedule the last three games. They played Detroit twice and Houston. Uh, even Houston put up what one twenty five on them uh, in one of those games. Yeah. So I mean, I don't see any path to Indiana with or without those guys stopping the Bucks' offense. I mean, I'm I'm in the like I'm in the mode where I'm not betting against the Bucks. Like I don't care who they're playing. I'm not betting against them. Like they're like spot proof. In bad spots, they still win. Um, bad situations without Giannis, with Giannis, they still win. Uh, they're just a freight train right now. So I'm not looking to step in front of the books. Um, if you want to get involved, I probably like you can part, you can link up the books and uh, the books Indy and I mean the books uh, Denver and Phoenix and probably get a, a good parlay going. Pageant Bank Row for March Madness, but. Uh, I'll probably play the team total over. I definitely will be playing the team total over. I think it's 125 and a half. If I'm not mistaken, is that the number you see? Uh, Yeah, I think that's what I saw when I was looking yeah, at I, this I'd game. definitely play that. I think they score 130, 135 here easily. Yeah, I mean, look, um, for the Bucks and Pacers, you mentioned it, but they've actually won 14 out of the last 15 games. <laughs> I didn't even go. I didn't even go back that far. I just I see nine. I was like, oh well. Yeah, yeah I went back. back yeah, 2019, they've won 14 out of the last 15 games, and you know a lot of these games have been blowouts. I mean, yep. you want to go back all the way to 2019? They they won by nine, then they won by uh, 19, 19, 18. Uh, the one uh, victory that the Pacers did get it was back in February of 2020. Since then, uh, the Bucks have just really dominated. Now, the two games this season, uh, they won those games by 13 um, on their home floor, and then they also won in Indiana by 10 points. So, um, were, they fully, uh, were they fully equipped in the, in both of those games? You know. Uh, let's see here. So for I want to say one game, Middleton was out, and uh, maybe Drew was out. The other, I can't remember. So one game, this was the one thirty two one nineteen victory in Milwaukee. They didn't have Chris Middleton, and they didn't okay. have Giannis in that game either. They still won by thirteen. Yeah, and then the most recent game on January twenty seventh in Indiana, where they put up one hundred forty one. They didn't have uh, Chris Middleton in that game, but that was a game where Giannis went off for. Uh, 41 points in that okay. game in all awesome. five. 
yeah, uh, all five starters were in double figures in that game. So, I mean, I can see a scenario again, like the, like the Denver Nuggets where they're, you can see a backdoor cover here. It just makes me nervous laying a lot of points, but again, just the success that this team has had against the uh, Pacers. I think the the team total is probably the best bet here. Yeah. Maybe go back to the well first quarter for the Milwaukee Bucks. Take yeah, a look absolutely. at absolutely Pacers yeah. horrible worst first quarter team in the NBA. Yeah, look at that uh, team total um, or even the first half spread. It's probably gonna be around four to four and a half. But again, I would wait to, uh, to see if some of these guys are mm-hmm. actually ruled in for the um, Indiana Pacers. So. Uh, again, uh, definitely look out for that. All right, uh, total here, Delonte. I think we already mentioned the team total, but anything else for as far as the totals? Yeah, it's kind of hard to dictate. Uh, if those guys are ruled in, I'd probably look over, thinking that the Pacers can have a little bit of success, even though the Bucks are still an elite offense. With Halliburton on the floor, I mean, he does so much for, for those guys. And when he's not playing, you can see they kind of don't know like how to create their own shot or others don't know how to get these guys involved, especially Buddy Hill. If you watch the way Buddy Hill plays without Tyrese and with and with Tyrese, it's like a completely different player. Uh, and that just goes that just, you know, it's more credit to to Tyrese and what he does at the point guard position. So um right now at like with those guys, if we just say those guys are in, uh, I'd lean to the over thinking that the Pacers have a little bit of success here. And even if it's a blowout, I think maybe, you know, they'll put up some some points in, in junk time. So I'll lean to the over. All right. Uh, player props, do you have anything you're looking at? Uh, no, nah, not really. I mean, it's just like you said, it has blowout potential. It's a wide variance game, so it's kind of hard to to pick out some props. Um, I guess maybe you could go with – no, I don't know. I don't even want to give out anything. I was looking at – I didn't see it earlier, and he's not on the injury report either. Drew Holiday assist here, but he's not – oh, there it is. It's only six and a half. I would I – mean, it is minus 150, but – He's been really good against this uh, Indiana Pacers team. Obviously, a team backward that doesn't play much defense, um, but he's averaging, I know, seven assists over his last five games. But against the Pacers, gone um, over six and a half in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games. And in those seven games, he's had four games where he's been in double digit assists. So. I'm going to try to find a seven and a half for his assist here tonight. Get some plus money on that because, again, he's, he's racked up the assist 14, 14, 9, 14, 8, 11, and 9 over the last seven games. So, yeah, I don't hate that. I might join, I might join you there. What's Giannis to get a triple double? Uh, Giannis triple double. Let's see if it's listed. I would probably get I only see, like, I only see double double. I mean, obviously, I'm not playing the double double, but 12 to 1. Yeah, I'll probably just take like, you know, some beer money. Yeah, uh, and put it on that. Mm-hmm. You want plus money on Jokic? That plus one fifteen. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous, man. Yeah, but that's all that's right. about all that I got for that game. Yeah. All right, let's get over to the last game of the night. It's going to be the Orlando Magic uh, headed to Arizona to take on the Phoenix Suns here tonight. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, the Phoenix Suns open up as a seven point favorite. That number's down up to minus eight. Total up at 228 and a half. That number's been bent down to 228. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Orlando Magic, pretty clean injury report. Uh, Gary Harris is only a questionable tag here tonight. And for the Phoenix Suns, uh, Torrey Craig is probable. Landry Shaman continues to be out. And then Josh Okogie is available here tonight for the Phoenix Suns. Um, let's start with the side here. Delonte minus eight right now for the Phoenix Suns uh, hosting the Orlando Magic. 
Yeah, I mean, much like a lot of these big favorites today, I just like I would rather lay it than than take it. Orlando's been inconsistent as of late. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I'm pretty sure I was probably one of the six people that were watching them play the Spurs uh, the other night, but they couldn't do anything defensively with the Spurs, and the Spurs were missing like three fourths of their roster. Like they're playing with their G League team, and the Magic couldn't do anything at full strength. The Magic just couldn't do anything with the Spurs. So what the hell are they gonna do with Booker, Aiton? Uh, Chris Paul, like I don't see any path to success for the Magic defense, so I guess I'm leaning towards the, the Suns team total. But um, I like the Suns here. They played what like they failed to cover three the last three games. They on a three game losing streak. They played a tough schedule, five high level games. Um, and I think this is the worst opponent they've seen in about a month. Um, so I mean. I think it's a smash spot for Phoenix here. Uh, I would come out and play the first quarter. Uh, you know, Orlando's inconsistency, and they're coming off, of course, not being able to defend the Spurs. So, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with the Suns offense. So, give me the Phoenix Suns minus. Uh, let's see if I can get for the first quarter. I need to get an updated number because it moved. Since then. I got one and a half for the first quarter. For the Phoenix Suns, right? Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. It, it, it moved. It's... It's minus two. So, okay. Uh, hey, I play the Suns minus two. I play in full game also. So, uh, like Chris just mentioned, Suns, Bucks, Nuggets. Yeah, if you play that parlay, I can get the number. I can get the exact number uh, while you give your handicap. But I like the Suns here. Yeah, I think here for me, I know Orlando has been really good on the road, 17, 13, and one against the spread as a road underdog. But Phoenix just kind of beats up on like, lesser competition and if you kind of take a look at this season where their opponent's win percentage is uh 500 or below they're actually 20 12 and 1 against the spread covering at about 62 and a half uh percent and then if you want to add in uh if they're at home uh the phoenix suns are 10 5 and 1 against the spread slightly improves to 66.7 percent and we saw that in the last game against the Thunder, right? Um, they won that game by 31 points. And that obviously that was without Kevin Durant. But uh, Devin Booker had a big game in that game. Um, they, they've... I feel like this number is spot on, man. I'll, I'll lean with the Suns here. I think this is a good bounce back spot for them. Um, their previous game they had lost. So let me add that and see if that makes a difference. So in a scenario where they're playing a team that's below 500... Um, and their previous game was a loss that improves that uh, ATS number improves to 10, two and one at 83.3%. Uh, and if they're at home, it goes, they're undefeated. It's only been in three situations, but I think they bounce back here tonight. I think mm-hmm. they, they kind of realize what's going on and everybody in that Western conference realizes what's going on where they need to pile up the wins. Um, so I'm going to, I'll lean with the Suns here with you. You have any thoughts on the total here? Uh, not really. I just, I played the Suns team total over. Uh, I don't know. We really don't know what to expect from the magic offense. They've been really inconsistent. They've been up one game. They've been down another game. Um, the Suns defense has been a lot better. Uh, they miss their little smaller sample size that they had. They miss KD and some of the things that those other guys can basically defend like third and fourth guys instead of defending second and third guys. So, um, yeah, I would lean to the Suns uh, team total over and just full game over. Yeah, I really didn't have anything for the total. I, I would, if anything, I would lean towards the under. I think Phoenix could probably clamp down on defense um, in the neighborhood of a one, 
118 to like 100, something like that, or 105. I think it falls just below that total. So nothing officially on the total for me. I mean, you take a look at some of the numbers if you want stats. Orlando on the road, they're 14, 18, and 2 uh, towards the over. So Sorry, 18, 14, and 2 to the under. They're 16, 13, and 2 as road underdogs this season. Uh, not much standing out as far as the total, as far as season-long stats for the Phoenix Suns. Um, 18 and 16 towards the under at home. And when they are favored at home, it's right at 500 at 13 and 13. So not really an edge I can find there as far as a total. Uh, any player props in this game here, Delonte? Man, I'd look at Devin Booker uh, points and assists. Uh, he's been uh, like on a tear. Uh, he was especially on a tear when KD was there because he was not used to getting single covered. Probably hasn't got single covered since he was in like middle school. So he's just having a field day. Magic defensively, not they got linked, but they don't play smart or together. It's just more so they put guys on the island, and we don't want to be on the island with Devin Booker. Uh, I can tell you that much. So um, I, I'd lean to to Booker being over his points and maybe some Aiden stuff because Aiden has been playing well. Uh, he gets like shit on a lot, but he's been playing well over the past month and a half, two months. Yeah, and he's really. I think the, that's the one guy that really has to step up for this um, for this Phoenix Suns team, especially in the absence of. Uh, Kevin Durant, right? I'm trying to pull up his numbers right now, what he's done over the last couple games here. DeAndre Ayton, um, last five games, averaging 17.2 points, 11.2 rebounds. Um, He's had a double-double in two of the last three games. Last three games, he had 16, 27, and 22. So um, I think, I feel like Magic have struggled against opposing big men. Uh, this season, as far as he's given up rebounds and things. I mean, we, we talked about earlier in the season, we talked about how much length this team had, but all this over the last two weeks, they've, or sorry, on the season, they're allowing 14.1 rebounds to that center position. So we want to take a look at Aiden rebounds over 11 and a half. That's had even money. Uh, maybe his points prop. I think yet yeah, probably Devin Booker's world. And we're just living in it, uh, at least in this game here tonight. Yeah, I think his points much. prop has to be at 30 and a half. Yeah. It's at 30 and a half at minus one Oh five. So, um, yeah, um, Suns just, and then DeAndre, uh, Devin Booker, uh, points. What were you gonna say? Uh, I was just saying, Justin brought up a Kogi. Uh, he has been getting a lot of minutes and been, yeah, uh, taking advantage of it. He's if he's hitting the shots, man, he's gonna be he's gonna be an integral part of, of what they do in the playoffs because he's a he's like a he reminds me of like a Bruce Brown type of guy. He can you know facilitate a little bit, he plays hard defensively, he can knock down a few shots. Him and Wainwright. Are kind of those glue guys off the bench. Uh, I guess Okogi would slide back to the bench whenever KD gets back, but I think those two guys are going to be intricate um, parts of what they do moving forward. Yep, I agree. All right, anything else for this game? That's all I got. All right, it's time to get into our lock and dog here for tonight. Delante, why don't you lead us off, my man, uh, man for your lock and dog? Well, I know we're going to have the same same dog. I think that's the <laughs> most attractive dog on, on the board is Oklahoma City. So I'll let, I'll let you get to that, but I'll be on I'll be on that dog for Oklahoma City. Um, for the lock, I'm, I'm kind of in between. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Denver first quarter minus four and a half. I think they respond to to the comments by their coach and, and come out with a little bit more aggression. Um, if you don't like that, I like the Phoenix first quarter also minus two. So both of those I would consider, I guess, like a double lot. I, w- I would love both of those. Um, and for the dog, I know Oklahoma City, I, I won't take away the, the lust and I'll let you uh, handicap that game. We pretty much broke it down in full um, earlier in the podcast, but great dog, yeah. they're a great underdog. Um, I think they got an interesting matchup. 
and um, uh, Shea coming home is, is a big part of it. So I think they they're going to get revved up and ready to go. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, I'll just yeah, I'll start with the dog there, and I'll give the lock out. I think that it's a good spot here for Oklahoma City Thunder. We talked about how much success they had in Toronto. I mean, dating back to almost what, what I say, 2016, 2013, I know obviously the rosters are different, but even, you know, with, with the, the way that this Oklahoma city thunder team is playing, um, especially on the road this season where they're covering the number, uh, they are, like I mentioned, 18, seven and three against the spread as a road underdog, 19, 11 and three overall. They're not very good on the road as favorites where they're one and four, but in a situation where they're underdogs, like they are tonight, 18, seven and three against the spread. Um, and again, they're, they're a feisty bunch, man. They're not laying down there. They have some great momentum. I think they've won what six out of their last seven games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like the way they're playing here tonight, or they are been playing over the past couple of weeks here and carrying that momentum into Toronto. So, um, Oklahoma city thunder plus six and a half sprinkle on the money line as well as the dog play of the night. Uh, also I'll give out a bonus lock. Nick Claxton double, double. I really do like that at plus plus one twenty. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sacramento, you know, really do struggle keeping opposing big men off the glass um, points may be the concern, but I think that there's enough in Claxton where he can have some lobs or, you know, we saw last, I was also watching the last game against the Oklahoma city thunder where they're actually fouling him and then sending him to the free throw line because only a 50% free throw shooter, but he got some points that way, got him over that, uh, the 10 point mark to get that double double. So I'll give out a bonus uh, dog there uh, for my lock. I just go, man. I think I'm gonna go with a team total. Yeah, man. Denver Nuggets here tonight. Or the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, or the Bucks. I'm gonna put my faith in the Nuggets here, at least offensively. Yeah, um, I'll take their team total over here tonight for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, that number is sitting at. If I can get through the college page here, <laughs> uh, Denver is at 121 and a half. Out over on WinBet again. Shop around for the best number. I know some guys were mentioning in the chat. It's up to one twenty-two and a half at some spots. So, or right now on WinBet, if you have access to it, it's at one twenty-one and a half. So I'll take that as my lock here for tonight, Delonte. Yeah, man. Hopefully we can get some get some NBA winners. It's a little bit softer market with everybody betting the college uh, basketball. So yeah. Uh, all right, man. That's gonna do it um, for this episode for the Thursday games uh, for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, again, if you haven't already, hit that like button for us before you guys get out of here. Subscribe to the YouTube uh, channel here for the NBA Gambling Podcast. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at SGPNNBA. Dante, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, bud? Uh, next week, I'll have two articles out with some futures, uh, Eastern Conference futures and Western Conference futures, I think Tuesday and Thursday. Um, right. So I'll be on the lookout for that. I'll be having some... Um, maybe some player awards stuff and uh, some teams to look into as far as uh, there's still some division races that aren't quite settled. Um, so just some things like that, some teams to bet on for uh, for playoffs and play-ins, stuff like that. So uh, I'll have some of that stuff ready for next week. All right. Yeah, definitely check it out. Um, all the content happening over on the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um but again, if you haven't already left us a rating or review wherever you listen to the NBA Gambling Podcast, whether that's Apple, Google Play, uh, Spotify, do us a favor, leave us a rating and review. We are getting crushed right now as far as not getting reviews. So if you haven't, please, please, please do us a favor. Leave us a five-star review, um, or even if it's one star, just leave us a review. Hopefully, <laughs> as long as hopefully it's, it's something nice. As long as it's, it's funny. Yeah, as long yeah. as it's funny, 
Uh, and, and uh, you know, um, we can, you know, get into the, uh, I guess not the, it's a contest, but there's a lot of shit talking that goes on within SGPN if we're not getting reviews. So if you haven't already, uh, please do leave us a rating and review. All right, Scott and Terrell, we'll be back tomorrow for the Friday games. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna.